1: In a podcast, two comedians face their toughest challenge yet to create the superhero they would want to be. With thousands of superheroes to choose from, only one thing stands in their way. A host that is as arbitrary as he is disabled. So I suppose he sits in their way. Is that okay? Can I say that? Anyway, this is the Silliest Superist Heroist Podcast. Hello
2: and welcome to the Silliest superest, Heroist podcast. The show where we get two comedians to talk about superheroes, try and get them to pick their ultimate superhero and try and convince me that they, their superhero is better than the other superhero superhero. I've said superhero too many times, I've also described both of you as superheroes. You're not, you're comedians, but I love you for it. Uh, maybe you are superheroes, we'll find out. Uh, let's talk to my guests, see if they're superheroes. Uh, my first guest is the wonderful Ben van der uh, He has four names, he's picked five superheroes. Let's figure out what else is going on in Ben's life. Hello, Ben, how are you doing?
0: Hello, Aaron, I'm doing grand, thank you. And I have to tell you, you have undersold how many names I have because uh, I got two middle names as well. My my full name is Benjamin Roger Morris Vandervelde, which sounds like someone who hunts poor people on horseback. <laughs> uh,
2: let's welcome my second guest for today, the wonderful Eddie Hurst. How are you doing, Eddie?
1: I'm very excited for this. I have put too much time into thinking about very obscure superheroes to yes this is
2: this is something that i was going to bring up usually when i get a text before the podcast it's someone going so what are the rules again who can i pick who can i not pick no eddie double checking in how severely he can go into the nerdship of this podcast how obscure you can get as obscure as you like
1: yes excellent so we start at the cave paintings of france <laughs>
2: well that is a a great place to start but the place that i would prefer to start is at the head so um just before we go into round one i'll explain the game uh you lovely comedians have picked your favorite head upper body lower body weapon and power you're gonna try and convince me that your body part attribute whatever uh, is better than your opponents and then i'm gonna select which one i want in my superhero of the week and together we are going to come up with this ultimate hero uh that's how it's going to work we're going to start with round one which is the head round one the head <gasps> eddie what superhero head have you chosen from the caves of frogs it doesn't have okay. to be from the cave of
1: France. Oh thank God! Uh, well, they <laughs> might have been in the case of France at some point. Um, I have chosen what I think is possibly my favourite comic series ever. It is a character called the Flaming Carrot. Um, okay. Or Flaming Carrot Head. Uh, and what? Who Flaming Carrot Head is? Is he is a a regular man with the head of a flaming carrot. Uh, and so it, it there's always a fire on the top of the carrot. It's flaming, obviously. Um, it's it's much too big to be useful um, but also <laughs> within there he's got his nuclear powered pogo stick
0: this what? feels what? like a superhero created by Richard Herring
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was made. when was he made I think it was the 70s so um, it's, it, it, it's the superhero that started the Mystery Men um, so if you remember the Mystery Men film uh, that came out like early noughties um, this is the guy who they when, when they were making the Mystery man film yeah. Well there's no fucking way we can fit this guy in <laughs>
2: Okay, so I've, I've just seen a picture of this guy When you said it's a guy with a carrot for a head And it's on fire I was like okay yeah cool I can get on board with that Let me just explain to the listeners This carrot is not the size of a head
1: It is oh, the, no. the length of his body but on his head phenomenal yeah. and this is a, this is a mask so i mean te- i mean if you want to get really technical underneath there is just a human head uh then why but, is it so big I, look there's a lot there's a lot of threads that the more you pull at the less you get out
0: <laughs> the thing with a superhero costume is it's it's got to be practical it's got to be about ergonomics and this just it's not something it's not like i don't know what um carrot heads um alter ego is, but you can't exactly pop into a telephone box, whirl round and round
1: and come (laughs) up with that carrot
0: mascot. It's going to get stuck.
1: That, but why, you don't need to take it off. (laughs) You've got everything you need in there. You've got a pogo stick. uh, You've got a continually burning flame.
2: Hang on, on, hang on. You said the word pogo stick earlier. I haven't got back to that. The (laughs) The pogo stick is in his head.
1: Yeah, so if you look at the uh, picture that I sent you, it's evidence of this that I'd like to bring to the court, um, where the pogo stick just drops out his chin. Hang on. I see that because
0: I'll be honest, when I first looked at that, I genuinely thought that he was shitting a pogo stick. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, he might have been too. My, my also and you may be coming on to this, and I know we're dealing with his head, but in this image that you've shown us, he also has webbed feet. <laughs> oh,
1: they're just flippers. They're not. There's nothing. There's nothing special about his feet. They're just flip. The only, the only superpower he has beyond owning a large carrot head is that he can enter what he describes as Zen stupidity, um, which I suppose is. So that's. I basically think that's just he gets blackout drunk because okay. the that... character is a sort of alcoholic who doesn't know who he is
2: great selection there eddie um so just a quick question on terms of actually like how the head works in terms of a superhero so it's just a mask but he's got a pogo stick so can he use the pogo stick from oh, his yeah, yeah. face he often
1: yeah if he needs to get somewhere like quickly he just goes oh i need my nuclear powered pogo stick and he hops on it and he he jump. he has to be look and yeah ben excuse all right excuse me cool. yes
0: Yes, yes, thank you, Aaron. You picked up on the me. A nuclear-powered bogo stick. That seems, at at best, a health and safety issue.
1: What I would like to raise is that, actually, if you look at radiation levels across the world, (laughs) if you go to Grand Central Station, there's actually more radiation there than at some (laughs) nuclear power plant entrances. So... All I'm saying is that radiation varies. So, as long as it's made properly, which it's not made by him, the man who chooses to wear a carrot head, it's made by his <laughs> scientist friend. So, I'm not
0: talking about the morality of it. I'm just talking about it practically.
2: Like, like well, I think, you, I you think. He can bounce, I'll... baby.
0: Does, yeah, it, does I mean... the pogo stick have a nuclear isotope within it? Is he bouncing upon an isotope? Because, again, that feels very unsafe that <laughs> at any moment he could accidentally create nuclear fission with the ground. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, like I've said, it was only in later comics it became nuclear-powered. Originally, it was just a super pogo stick. Um... I mean, in, look, I, I,
2: I, I'm quite happy to jump in here. Whether it's nuclear-powered, whether it's super-powered pogo stick, that is something that is very much a big plus for the Flaming for <laughs> carrot. Either way, I am very much on board. Ben, what is your head? You've got a very big uphill battle. I
0: do. Well, I, I ummed and aahed about this. There was a lot of temptation in the world of the X-Men, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Professor Xavier's ability to... Do all sorts of wondrous things with his mind it was a huge temptation, and you know it gets to be the head of Paddy Stewart, mm-hmm. which is always a big plus. Equally, Cyclops just x-ray eyes are a, a constant delight, particularly if you're you know you're really dying for a cheese toasty. Then you can. I mean, really, what you want to do is mix <laughs> Professor Xavier and Cyclops, because Professor Xavier can assemble the toasty using his mind. And then Cyclops can zap it with his eyes. But after Hmm. a lot of consideration, I rejected both of them and instead went for the head of Inspector Gadget.
1: Brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) That is shit. That is good. Because,
0: um, firstly, you know, he's got the Go Go Gadget neck, which is great for avoiding punches and also for being on the lookout. And then, as far as I remember it from Inspector Gadget, inside his hat, is essentially, uh, the inside of Inspector Gadget's hat is very much like the inside of Mary Poppins' bag, that it is just an infinite world of objects. I appreciate it is normally a mallet being wielded by a spring-loaded fist, (laughs) but it's just that what's so important with a good superhero is the element of surprise. And what could be more surprising than Inspector Gadget's jack-in-the-box hat?
2: Um, I I can answer that question for you, Ben. Uh, a carrot on a pogo stick. A carrot on a pogo stick. It's 1-0 <laughs> to Eddie. As we go into round two, the upper body.
1: Round two, upper body.
2: Ben, we'll come to you first. Which upper body are you going for?
0: I thought, who's got the most potent hands in all <laughs> of the superhero <laughs> universe? And I appreciate it. you're both now thinking about... Which character can move their hands the fastest for the ultimate finger bang? And that's not where <laughs> I'm going. I was thinking purely on a non-euphemistic level. My my choice of the person with the most potent hands in the entire MCU is Dr. Stephen Strange. Oh uh, yeah. And I think it's, you know, if if Either the carrot top or Inspector Gadget's element of surprise doesn't work. Then you bring in the twenty seventh dimension as the element of
2: surprise. I, I will give you that. That is that is pretty surprising as a as a as a weapon. Um, yeah. No. Fair enough. That is that is a great a great shout. Um,
1: now, now, what I would like to say is my concern mm-hmm. for Stephen Strange mm-hmm. um, is that whilst we know that his hands recover enough to do magic tricks and all that like mm. we have never actually seen him be able to use his hands to just put like sugar in a tea or something like where does the dexterity come back to
2: that is well I
1: mean because he, he can't do surgery anymore so can he I've, I've I'm yet to see and I'm, look I'm maybe in the multiverse of madness he will just do like he'll fix a watch and we'll all be like ah yeah he's back baby but I still think he's got a cack hand <laughs>
2: As a disabled person, I would like to clarify the, the phrase "cat is exactly how you should describe Stephen Strange. Um, <laughs> okay, I mean, yeah, I mean that's, yeah, that is a that is an important question. I think what's also um, like important to to realise is that the, at the end of Doctor Strange, when the guy takes away um, the magic from the guy who's just playing basketball, he just crumbles in a. a in a heap so if hmm. if Doctor Strange does ever lose his magic his hands will just go back to the cack handedness like we <laughs> mentioned earlier yeah but you're it making
0: controls. it sound you're making it sound like Doctor Strange's magic is being supplied by virgin media <laughs> it's not <here. laughs> <laughs> it's it's not like it's not like he's about to go. And I will send you to the twenty seventh dimension. Oh, fuck the Wi-Fi is down on my house. Yes, yeah. of
2: yeah.
1: course we all know that uh, Marvel being part of Disney is very much provided by Sky. Yeah, Broadband. yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: He's he's just about to go into combat, and then he starts buffering. Um, <laughs> okay, Doctor Strange, great shout, Eddie. Thanks. What is your choice for the upper body?
1: Okay, now an obsession of mine over the past two years, has been looking at all of the many adaptations of The War of the Worlds, which is the story Mm -hmm. of Martians invading Earth. And it got me thinking, is there in the comic book world a War of the Worlds... uh, like, Like, was War of the Worlds ever in comic books? And there is, of course, quite a good Extraordinary League of Gentlemen series where they put, that's Alan Moore and the Martians are in it. But what is more interesting to me is... The story of Killraven, War of the Worlds, um, which I'm going to send you over a link to this. Now, <laughs> this is mental. <laughs> it's I, like
0: I, I love the fact that all of your research has been peer reviewed and you're <laughs> giving evidence.
1: <laughs> Look, I've not got much on other than the baby. <laughs> like this is it. Um, right, so this is this is just I don't know why, but Marvel decided we're going to do War of the Worlds, but we're going to set it in a post-apocalyptic world with this character called Killraven, who essentially is like a blonde himbo. Uh, okay, and he the, now... uh, the
0: picture of him right at the bottom is real. Ah, um... oh, what's Michael Douglas's dad called? Is it oh, Dirt Douglas? Kirk D- Dirk Douglas. <laughs> I think Dirk Dirk, Dirk I like Dirk Couglas Is what he looks like. yeah, but he looks he looks like he's he looks like Space Spartacus. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's great. So, uh, so kill. So not, not not only does Kill Raven battle the Martians on the Reg, um, kill Kill Raven is the last surviving um embodiment of human civilization. Somehow they implanted in his body the memories of all human art science uh, plays, which means he's quite good with his hands. Um... He
2: also
0: has a name that if you said it out loud at the Tower of London, you would be immediately barred.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Okay, so he can do... So he's got all of the history of human experience, but surely that's in his head. I know what you're saying, that he has... The skill with his hands.
1: Look, I know what you I know, Aaron, I know what you're saying. You're saying it was implanted into his brain. And I'd say, yes, but the arts are not of the mind. The arts are of the heart. So <sighs> his beating heart will contain the art. Therefore, <laughs> I think his ability in the upper body is that he knows every single dance move in <sighs> like in human history.
0: And you're telling me that Stephen Strange couldn't Use his sorcerer's supreme power to
1: channel the winner of every edition of Strictly. I'm not saying he, he couldn't, but what I would ask is, would he? <laughs> well, the, what you're
0: suggesting there is that because he is so solemn and Poe-faced, but I'm not choosing him from the neck up, I'm choosing his hands. Oh, shit. And those, yeah. my friend, That's... are dancing hands. And <laughs> you can do the sorcerer's cha-cha-cha.
1: I want to ask you, I want to ask the same question that Troy McClure asked in the Planet of the Apes the musical. Can he play the piano anymore? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Troy McClure, you might remember him from such podcasts as the Silliest Heroes podcast. Um, okay, um, so first of all, I just want to reiterate what Ben said. I have done a lot of these podcasts. I have never had someone provide so much evidence and that is so brilliantly laid out and so presented so beautifully um, in all of the episodes that I have recorded so far. I mean, this is wonderful, but this is a thinly veiled cry
1: for some employment. I know <laughs> yeah, what's happening here. That is,
2: that is true. Um,
1: Anything to do, please. Uh,
2: what I would... So I, I get what you're saying. I think it is a very good choice, Eddie. Um, I, I The only problem I have and your, your theory of he could do any dance move, he could do any dance move with his upper body. My upper body is fine, but I still can't dance. That, that's, lower bo- that's lower body problem. Ben, don't jump in here, because I'm about to give you the point and it can only ruin it for you. <laughs> Great, it is one all.
1: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
0: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
2: Cool. Round three. The lower body. Round three. Lower body. Eddie. Yes. Uh, here we are. Lower body. We've already got a pogo stick what legs are going to be using said pogo stick
1: now it's not just the legs (laughs) the knees it's the buttocks (laughs) most importantly it is the naughty bits and when i thought in my head of what on what is the most famous dong in comic book <laughs> world and i landed only on none other than what is of my superhero planned the most powerful part of the body and it is dr manhattan with his blue shining job
0: oh which will can work perfectly to power the nuclear powered pogo stick because that yes. is a nuclear powered pogo dong
1: so he's, he's got the safest legs for use in the book. <laughs>
0: I mean, I already feel like I'm on a hiding to nothing here, lads.
2: <laughs> tell me everything you would like to tell the listeners about Dr. Manhattan and his powerful, so, powerful dog.
1: Dr. Manhattan is a character from the uh, Comics Watchmen series, which was originally written by Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons. Mm. Um, now, Dr. Manhattan himself is a man who gets stuck in like a sort of nuclear testing facility and all of his atoms get reorganized so that he has complete control over the atomic structures of the world. So um, the the point of him's meant to be that he's like the most ridiculously overpowered being. And when I when I searched Dr. Manhattan's dong, <laughs> it, the first thing that came up was, is Dr. Manhattan's dong more powerful than Superman? <laughs> to which, obviously, I pressed enter. And the answer was absolutely wow (laughs) wow because uh,
0: because dr manhattan could just remake superman into his constituent atoms at will yes and and presumably his dong could do that as well
1: well this is the thing is that i'm not sure this is why i thought it's not so much cheating to put him in because where i don't know where manhattan's power comes from and also if it's only his lower body does that Mm. mean he can only do it out his knob or his butt? <laughs> like he can fart villains away? I mean, yeah, they yeah. are going to be radioactive, fundamentally. Yeah. Dr. Manhattan's farts are... Radioactive ruinous. farts.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, oh, someone's just done a dusty Chernobyl.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> Dirty
2: boy. Okay. I mean... I can't... I mean, I can't, I can't get away from the knob. Like, that. that is... That what is, is what's, a... That's what's drawing me <laughs> back.
1: In the comics, um, mm-hmm. or the original comics, it's kind of like the idea of his nudity is meant to be him separating from sort of human constraints. Sure. But in every adaptation that seems to happen, his dick gets bigger. <laughs> so, like, in the Zack Snyder one, everyone's like, well, that guy's got a big dick. <laughs> um, and then in the recent HBO one, even bigger! <laughs> and so I think, anything listen.
0: adapted, it grows... <laughs> Eddie, can I say, there is no man on earth who has not suffered penis anxiety. (laughs) And if you would like proof, may I direct you to exhibit A, warfare. But (laughs) you need to go easy on yourself by (laughs) by comparing yourself to Dr. Manhattan's penis.
1: Look, I'm not, I'm not it's the world of superheroes. So there is superpower. I'm not, I am but a mortal man. So it's not so much comparison. It's more, more appreciation. And also that he cannot, he can't, the man can't procreate because he will like, like there's that. What's the film? There's a Kevin Smith film, isn't there about how they talk about Superman can't impregnate Lois Lane because it's
0: clocks, um, isn't it?
1: Yeah. 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 Um, And it's the same, but whereas in Superman, it's just a bit of a fun, like a bit of a, oh, there's the ambiguity about it, so you don't have to worry too much. In Watchmen, they go out of their way to say, oh, no, anybody that he has sex with is going to die of radiation poisoning.
2: Let's hear what Ben's choice for the lower body is. If he can have sex with people without killing them, I think I might choose it. Ben, what is your choice for the lower body?
0: What a wonderfully low bar. It
2: could be
0: Howard the Duck
1: now. It could be Howard so... the Duck. <laughs> well, you say that, but Howard,
0: penis. you beat me to it. And the extremely unpleasant morality around sex. <laughs> um, but um, I thought about what is, what is the best thing that the lower body of superheroes can do, mm-hmm. and it is go very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in, yeah... And uh, so I thought, who is my favourite super-quick superhero? And as someone who grew up reading the Beano as a child, it is definitely Billy Wiz. Yeah. I've picked him for a number of reasons. Um, firstly, he was one of the two characters from the Beano I always wanted to be. The other was Roger the Dodger, and that isn't, he doesn't have a superpower. He is just <laughs> a t- tiny little checkerboard Del Boy. Um, secondly, because in my mind, Billy Wiz was drawn as having like two really straight hairs on top of his head that were clearly there for aerodynamics. But I always imagined it was a steam pipe. And that was the other <laughs> part, part of his sort of like um, mutation, I guess. And also because he regularly played football in his cartoon strips. So he used his superpowers to become an incredible winger. Mm. And I think people, whenever they have superhero fantasies, that was like, oh, I'd, I'd save the world. I'd get the girl. Like, fuck that, lads. I'd save Newcastle United. That's what I'd do with the hands of Stephen Strange turning the two central defenders in front of me into a pair of sprouting rose bushes with my legs of Billy Whiz skidding through them like a pair of training cones before Inspector Gadget had a boot coming out of his hat to kick it into the top corner.
1: Can, can I ask you a question, Ben? You can. What age is Billy Wiz?
2: That was gonna be my question Yes, well. this,
1: this is an open goal mate.
2: Like ten?
1: <laughs> what, Your what's... one goal was to get somebody who could have sex. <laughs> You've chosen a ten year old boy.
0: I now <laughs> I really don't want to have to do this deep dive into human biology. <laughs> But technically, puberty is hitting boys younger and younger these <laughs> days.
2: Uh, we're talking about someone who kills someone while having sex versus someone who's a child. Um, well, you will
1: you will either be killed or do a life sentence. There, your options. Yeah. No, yeah. But can, can I just
2: can I just
0: point out? I appreciate that the metrics on which you decided to rate Eddie and therefore me was your ability to have sex safely. <laughs> And by safely, I mean, not immediately eviscerating the person in front of them. But I didn't choose Billy Wiz because of that. I chose him because he was iconic for me as a child and can run extremely quickly. That's all sure. I
1: want from him.
2: Sure. I mean, the the thing is, you are right in the fact that you didn't choose um, Billy Wiz based on those metrics. And I really backed myself into this corner of defining the metric of who I want to have sex with without killing them. Um, I, and, uh,
0: I mean... Can I, just, can I just say, given that you've made this an extremely morally problematic situation, <laughs> sure. in Billy wiz you have someone who can flee the scene of the crime <laughs> extraordinarily quickly, and that could well be a crucial factor.
2: What I would say... If we are judging by this metric of who I would... The ability to have sex with somebody without killing them, I would rather wait six to 10 years to have sex with someone because I started as a child and I'm waiting to become an adult than never have to have sex with anybody ever because I would murder them. I'm going to have to go with Billy Whiz. I tell you what, Ben, if the superhero gig doesn't pan out, I will go play for Newcastle United. I (laughs) won't go sign for Sunderland or any of the other rival teams to Newcastle as my gift to you.
0: Thank you. I mean, that's adorable thinking that Sunderland are a meaningful rival to us, but I appreciate uh, (laughs) it.
2: The sentiment. It's 2-1 to Ben. Let's crack on with round four. The weapon. Round four, weapon. Ben, what weapon have you chosen?
0: I mean, obviously the coolest weapon in the superhero universe is Thor's hammer.
2: Obviously.
0: But the question is, am I worthy? And I think in order to be worthy, you need to be a complete superhero with a central identity that is consistent. And the whole premise of this podcast means you're not. So (laughs) hammer wouldn't be operable by this character. So instead I went back to thinking, well, what's my favorite weapon that I've ever seen wielded in um, cartoons specifically with superheroes on my very loose definition of what a superhero is. And as someone who grew up loving and adoring Looney Tunes, I think we can all agree that the finest weapon that you can wield is a grand piano dropped <laughs> from the heavens, Jeez. and so that is what uh, my character can do. Just whenever, whenever <laughs> they want, they can just tug on a random piece of rope next to them, and a grand piano will fall on their enemy's head.
2: Okay, great. I mean, I would say that's that's close to power, but I will give it to you as a weapon because um, you need to be able to summon the piano, but. I will give it to you. I'm not going to be that pernickety with it. Yeah.
0: Oh no. Well, the, the, well this is the thing. The, the superhero doesn't summon the piano. It is provided by the Acme Corporation. Right. Okay. Great. Sure. Fine. Yes. No problem. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a corporate tie-in deal.
2: Yeah. That, that's, that's fair. Um, okay. Great. I'm well on board with uh, a grand piano dropping from the sky. Um, Eddie, what is your weapon of choice?
1: Well, I was nervous, but I'm I'm elated now
2: because
1: Ben, you sucker! You said it was the Acme Company. You could have got away with just a card. The Acme Company famously nothing works properly. So No, 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 no. I I actually. This is this is not helping my defence that I'm a tryhard. But here is an article. Of uh, a transcript of Wiley Coyote taking the Acme Company to court.
0: Yeah, no, but that's because it's Wiley Coyote. Anything Wiley Coyote orders doesn't work. If it's ordered by other characters, then it right. works.
1: All right. Well, look, I'm, it's not my it's not my job uh, to to prove the the burden of evidence is on you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay. So uh, before honestly. you before you it, can, can you, you do your, <laughs> before you
2: do your weapon. Um, I am aware that the title of this podcast is called The Silliest superest Heroist Podcast, which is admittedly a very stupid name. This is the silliest, silliest superest <laughs> Heroist Podcast that I have ever done by a mile. So congratulations to you both. You're both- Very really welcome. Awesome, but in a very real sense, we're all losers. <laughs> in, what is your weapon?
1: What I went for is um, one of Batman's many rosters of villains um, with all of their stupid... Because Batman has bat rank. He has the bat grappling hook. He has so many things. Ooh. So possibly the best gadget used against Batman is of course the condiment king's condiment gun. <laughs> um, now, the condiment king is a character introduced in the 90s, I think, mm-hmm. or maybe early 2000s, um, and he has a gun that can fire condiments, which are not limited to, but include ketchup and mustard, as you would <laughs> expect. Um, he can. I'm assuming he can fire any relish, any jam, mm. as if if it can condiment, so gravy. Uh, potentially. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. A gravy Ooh. gun. <laughs> and you guys are both from the north, so that know, that's made oh, like. Sounds him. lovely.
2: I mean only... a,
0: surely surely the best thing you'll have to fire is charatza sauce.
2: Yeah, right. Like right. Get that, that can... in your
0: eyes and you're done for.
2: You almost had me at gravy gun.
0: <laughs> but that is in the Huddersfield version of when Harry met Sally. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> you had me a gravy gun. Um the okay, the question I have for you eddie is it he has a gun that could shoot any condiment or does he have to like preload the condiment that he is going to fire with the gun and and then he so like does he go okay i'm gonna fire mustard and then he loads mustard and then he shoots mustard or can he be shooting mustard and then go actually i want mayo
1: yeah, so how Ivan? Inv- it's like a pack that goes on his back okay. and it's the gun. So there's a lot of space for sauce.
2: Best case scenario with this weapon is that you go to a barbecue and you're firing out, like someone's like, oh, what's a getchup, pow pow. Oh, I want some mustard, pew pew pew, right? That is great. I'll give you that. Best case scenario with pianos dropping from the ceiling, You've got entertainment,
1: or a body crushed, and you can't play that piano afterwards because you've probably got bits in it.
0: You can just do some very experimental music on it. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice bit of Stockhausen.
1: <laughs> oh god.
2: Oh god, it's tricky. It is it's very, tough. very tricky because now that I've entered into this barbecue scenario in my brain. Yeah.
1: It's great for PR. Oh, It's great for PR,
2: but also, I just want to be popular. I just want to be popular. And if you're at a barbecue, firing out condiments...
1: Turn turn up at a carvery, offer different gravies. Oh, because it's annoying. If you go to, like, a a Toby or whatever, they only give you one gravy. You could have chicken, lamb, beef. But also,
2: we've got to combine it with our already configured superhero. They've got Dr. Strange's hands. So they can come up with any condiment straight away. I'm sorry, Ben, you've been out logic.
1: I'm going for the condiment
2: king's gun. I'm having, uh, what I'm going to do is most of the time it's going to have gravy in it and it's going to be a water pistol. But then occasionally I'll use Dr. Strange's hands to change it into ketchup or mustard or or whatever. it's 2 all as we go into our final round, the power.
1: Round five, power.
2: Uh, so this, you are not limited by any previous superhero. It can be any superpower that you can think of. Um, so any superpower you want. Eddie, what superpower are you choosing?
1: Um, okay. So I have <laughs> thought for years what superpower I'd like. Mm-hmm. um and can i just say
2: I... that does not surprise me in the slightest
1: because i think there are there are three big disappointments in your life when you're growing up uh the first one is you don't get a letter to hogwarts mm-hmm. the second one is as you go through puberty you don't get x-men mutant powers mm-hmm. and the third one is at 18 you don't find out you have the jesus christ superpowers they're the, <laughs> sure. i think they're the three big disappointments when you then reach yeah. adulthood yeah um but the advantage, of course, of those is that without great power comes no responsibility. <laughs> you know, you're not morally racking yourself over, like... Because this is the thing... I always thought, like, a Spider-Man or somebody, mm. he can't not be Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Like, mm. he's, he's got such incredible powers, and Superman has such a big responsibility ethically within themselves that every second they're not spending saving the world is a second they've essentially let somebody die. Because mm. it was in their control to stop something bad happening. With that in mind, my superpower is to be able to vomit on command with no <laughs> damage to myself.
2: <laughs> okay, I have one question, Eddie. One is an... Un- that
1: Only one. <laughs> yeah, only one. Why? Okay, fair. <laughs> so, because I think it for, it's a really good balance between stuff that's Good, like useful for you, but is also quite low stakes beneficial for the world in some ways. Because, right, you're about to get mugged. You're not going to be angry at a guy that's thrown up on you. And if you are, you just carry on throwing up. They're going to slip. <laughs> two, two, if you've like ingested poison or something, or mm-hmm. you're at a buffet, mm-hmm. they're the only two options. <laughs> you can throw up. And it does no harm to yourself, but you're emptying yourself of the, of the toxic.
2: Another benefit that I think is, we need to point out here, uh, you could have sex with Dr. Manhattan and then just throw up all the radiation and you'd be fine.
1: Absolutely.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Um, wh- what an interesting choice. Uh, <laughs> ben, I made this round, I, I made Eddie Wood the last round to make this a difficult choice with tension, it's not going to be. What is your superpower?
0: <laughs> I really don't think it's going to be because my, my bonus superpower is, and I may have slightly misunderstood how this works, but the bonus power I would like is the bonus power to um, be Banana Man. And so <laughs> essentially, if I eat a banana, then I get Banana Man's powers. Grand, I mean, superhuman strength, flight, invulnerability. That's all well and good, but I think we can all agree, what I really want is Banana Man's wardrobe. (laughs) (laughs) And so, just imagine this absolute hodgepodge of a superhero Mm -hmm. with his skinny, fast legs and his sorcerer's hands brandishing a gravy gun and with a a carrot and a carrot for a head, yeah, (laughs) a carrot eating a banana. It's a very food a it's a food-based superhero e, also food. you're giving the bad guys their five a day
1: <laughs> which is
0: uh, you know you've got the catchphrase ready made yeah so that is a tagline yeah so very similar uh, admittedly you need to be within close vicinity of a banana but there are so many tesco metros and uh, small sainsbury's or even you yeah. know corner shops
1: I hate to back up your case, but you there's plenty of room in that mask for bananas too. That's that is
2: yeah. also true. And bananas are so cheap. I bought a banana yesterday for eleven P. Perfect. Yeah, that's well worth it. Um and so long as the condiment gun can do maple syrup, we're on to a winner. Bang, of course it can. That is and that is bang. what we've given it. Um and
1: also if you eat the banana, you turn into banana man. He can procreate, can't he? Yeah. There's no issue there. Banana, yeah. It's
2: not Banana Boy. Uh, yeah, very simple. Ben, you have absolutely won it. It is 3-2 to you. Congratulations. You are today's winner! Yay! Thank you very much. Um, you get a bonus round, Ben, for winning, um, which is you get to add one esthetic base attribute to the hero. Um, what would you like to add to our superhero?
0: because Lord above? I mean, the... the... The tricky thing is what can you add to Banana Man that makes him look cooler? <laughs> yeah. And I guess the answer is ice cream and chocolate
2: sauce to make him Banana Split Man. Brilliant, done, great. We have one final thing that we have to do, lads. Um, that is to name this superhero. Um, I mean, I think Banana Split Man is, is up there with a, with a name, but um, so that's what we're gonna do together. What are your initial thoughts for the name of this
1: superhero? Well he need, he needs to show his qualifications. So sure. Doctor, obviously, is sure. at the start.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, just <laughs> Dr. Banana Split man really tickles <laughs> me.
2: Doctor Banana Split is cool. Uh, but Dr. Banana Split Mad. Uh, yeah <laughs> Any other ideas what we've got? Mm.
1: Is it worth ha- putting that he's on fire in it? Because then you could put sprinklers on <gasps> banana split. Banana split, yeah.
0: Yeah, the but the blazing Doctor Banana Split, (laughs) man.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's nice because we're opening it up to different iterations of the comic when we have the slightly warm
2: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay, that is it. That is our our superhero for today. We have Flaming Carrot for the head. We have Doctor Strange for the upper body. We have Billy Wiz's lower body with uh, the Condiment King's gravy shooting gun and uh, the power of Banana Man. And he is called the blazing Dr. Banana Split Man, giving the villains their five a day. Um, <laughs> thank you very much to my co-creators of this monstrosity. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Ben Van Der and Mr. Eddie Hurst. Uh, I've been Aaron Simmons. This has been the silliest, silliest Superest Heroes podcast, podcast that there has ever been. Um, and I hope to see you again sometime. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you for listening to the silliest, superest, heroist podcast. Created by Aaron Simmons and produced by Gag Reflex. If you want to get in touch with the show about any inaccuracies in this episode, don't. Look, I'm not doing myself any favors here. Uh-huh. But to honest, be- there is a go go gadget pogo stick.
2: Well, that, does that doesn't general- come out of his head.
1: Oh, does it not? Ben, I'm trying to help you here!